Dr. Baliga here. Given the COVID uh, pandemic, this and the next few podcasts will be on acute respiratory failure, uh, how to use mechanical ventilators since a lot of ventilators are being manufactured by GE, GM, and Ford. And every physician will need to know basics of acute respiratory failure, ARDS, and uh, mechanical ventilation. I'm going to focus on these topics. It's derived from an outstanding chapter on critical care in Baliga's textbook of internal medicine, available at www.mastermedfacts.com. The chapter is authored by Dr. Shayako Honiden, MD, MSc, who is assistant professor at Yale and is a critical care specialist. And Dr. Mark David Sigel, MD, who is a professor at Yale School of Medicine and a critical care specialist and director of the traditional pathway of internal medicine residency program. Acute respiratory failure definition. It is often life-threatening and characterized by hypoxemia, hypercapnia or both. Identification of physiologic disturbances causing respiratory failure fosters the diagnosis of specific disease processes and guides appropriate therapy. Physical examination and clinical presentation. Common findings on physical exam include tachypnea, tachycardia, diaphoresis, cyanosis, use of accessory muscles, and altered consciousness. In severe cases, patients may become obtundent just before frank respiratory arrest. In this podcast, I'll be discussing hypoxemia and hypercapnia. Hypoxemia, the arterial oxygen saturation and alveolar to arterial oxygen gradient are frequently used to assess patients with hypoxemia. The arterial oxygen saturation reflects the degree to which red blood cell hemoglobin is bound to oxygen. It can be estimated non-invasively via pulse oximetry or measured invasively with ABG or arterial blood gas sample. The alveolar arterial oxygen gradient helps to characterize the severity of hypoxemia by taking the fraction of inspired oxygen, FiO2, into account. PaO2 is the partial pressure of oxygen. It is a measurement of oxygen pressure in the arterial blood. It reflects how well oxygen is able to move from lungs to the blood. The PaO2 to FiO2 ratio is another index used to assess severity of hypoxemia. The alveolar arterial gradient can be helpful in further defining the reason for hypoxemia. A high alveolar arterial gradient is seen with disease processes that cause ventilation, perfusion, VQ mismatch, shunt and impaired diffusion. Hypoxemia with a normal gradient occurs with alveolar hypoventilation and low partial pressure of inspired oxygen, example at high altitudes. A normal alveolar arterial gradient for a young healthy non-smoker is 5 millimeters to 10 millimeters of mercury. The gradient rises with age and increasing fraction of inspired oxygen, that is FiO2. Again, the five important mechanisms of hypoxia include one, alveolar hypoventilation. 
Two, decrease oxygen tension of inspired gas. Three, right to left shunt. Four, ventilation to perfusion mismatch. And five, impaired diffusion. Alveolar hypoventilation. Minute ventilation is the volume of air exhaled over the course of a minute, often measured by multiplying the average tidal volume and respiratory rate. When minute ventilation decreases, alveolar oxygen tension decreases, while carbon dioxide tension simultaneously increases. Because the partial pressure of oxygen in the alveoli and the partial pressure of arterial oxygen fall proportionately, the alveolar arterial gradient should be normal, unless an additional cause of hypoxemia occurs simultaneously. For example, if hypoventilation leads to atelectasis and areas of ventilation perfusion mismatch. Hypoxemia due to alveolar hypoventilation can be overcome by supplemental oxygen. The physical examination and history often provide important clues that help uncover the cause of hypoventilation. Examples include disorders that decrease respiratory drive, example intestinal and iatrogenic drug overdoses, as well as acute central nervous system insults, particularly those affecting the brainstem respiratory center, and disorders that decrease muscle strength, example spinal cord injuries and a variety of myopathies. The next important disorder of oxygenation is decreased oxygen tension of inspired gas. This is seen in high altitudes as the barometric pressure drops. For example, in Denver, Colorado, which is 5,280 feet above sea level, the atmospheric pressure is 633 millimeters of mercury, and thus the inspired oxygen tension is roughly 123 millimeters of mercury. Assuming a normal PCO2 of 40 millimeters of mercury, using the alveolar gas equation, it predicts the partial pressure of oxygen in the alveoli is only 73 millimeters of mercury in Denver. Hypoxemia resulting from a decreased inspired oxygen tension is associated with a normal alveolar arterial gradient. The next important cause for hypoxemia is ventilation perfusion or VQ mismatch. Normal oxygenation requires perfusion of lung units that is proportionate to ventilation. When ventilation decreases disproportionately to perfusion in areas of disease, the partial pressure of oxygen in the alveoli drops and deoxygenated blood perfusing these lung units receives less oxygen as a result. A small amount of VQ mismatch occurs under normal conditions and accounts for the physiological alveolar arterial gradient. In disease states, VQ mismatch can worsen dramatically. Continued perfusion of relatively poor ventilated alveolar units, example in patients with pneumonia, asthma or pulmonary edema, can precipitate hypoxemia. VQ mismatch is one of the most common reasons for acute hypoxemia and is associated with abnormally elevated alveolar arterial gradient. Supplemental oxygen can restore the partial pressure of oxygen in the alveoli 
and correct hypoxemia. In a New England Journal of Medicine article published online on March 30, 2020, titled COVID-19 in Critically Ill Patients in the Seattle Region, K-Series, authored by Dr. Bhattraju Ethal, 24 patients with confirmed COVID-19 were identified by these authors. Mean age was 64 plus or minus 18 years. 63% were men and the symptoms began 7 to 4 days before admission. The most common symptoms were cough and shortness of breath. 50% of patients had fever on admission. 58% had diabetes mellitus. All the patients admitted were for hypoxemic respiratory failure and 18 patients, that is 75%, needed mechanical ventilation. Most of the patients, that is 17, also had hypotension and needed vasopressors. The next important cause of hypoxemia is a right to left shunt. Shunting occurs when deoxygenated blood arrives to the left side of the heart without passing through ventilated segments. There are two kinds of shunt, physiologic and anatomic. Physiologic shunt can be thought of as an extreme form of ventilation perfusion mismatch where the ventilation is diseased lung units become zero. This may occur in patients with disease associated with severe alveolar consolidation, example ARDS, or severe etelectasis, example of a complete lobe of the whole lung. Anatomic units may be intracardiac, example a patient foramen ovale or atrial or ventricular septal defect, or intrapulmonary, example a congenital or acquired pulmonary arteriovenous malformation. This is important particularly when COVID-19 affects patients with congenital heart disease. The alveolar arterial gradient rises with shunts. Contrast enhanced echocardiography utilizing agitated saline can distinguish between physiologic and anatomic shunts. Contrast injected into the venous circulation normally travels to the right heart before becoming trapped in the pulmonary circulation. As a result, in normal individuals and those with physiologic shunt, contrast does not appear on the left side of the heart. In the presence of an anatomic shunt, contrast will appear to the left side of the heart, immediately passing from the right to left side in patients with intracardiac shunt, and after a delay of several heartbeats in patients with intrapulmonary shunt. Unlike the situation in patients with other causes of hypoxemia, supplemental oxygen is largely ineffective in those with shunts. The next cause of hypoxemia is impaired diffusion. It is rarely the sole cause of hypoxemia, but often accompanies other mechanisms such as ventilation perfusion mismatch, an example being patients with interstitial lung disease. The normal alveolar capillary barrier is extremely thin, ranging from 0.4 micrometers to 2 micrometers, and allows for nearly instantaneous diffusion of oxygen from the alveoli to the blood, leading to complete saturation of hemoglobin within red blood cells during transport through the alveolar capillary unit. Significant destruction of the alveolar capillary unit, example due to accumulation of inflammation and fibrosis, such as in pneumocystis pneumonia or interstitial lung disease, 
creates a barrier to the diffusion of oxygen from the alveolus to the hemoglobin molecule. As the movement of oxygen becomes less efficient, hypoxemia may occur, particularly with exercise. As the cardiac output increases and red blood cells pass through alveolar capillary unit more quickly, leaving less time for oxygen to diffuse. The alveolar arterial gradient is increased in patients with diffusion impairment, but supplemental oxygen can raise the partial pressure of oxygen reliably by inc increasing the inspired oxygen, thus boosting oxygen transfer. Other factors were rarely a cause of hypoxemia in and of itself, tissue hypoxia can be exacerbated in states where there's abnormally low saturation of systemic venous blood. Such a state may occur in those with severe anemia due to reduction in oxygen binding capacity of blood, as well as those in low cardiac output states. Identification and correction of these factors are often important adjunct when optimizing tissue oxygen delivery. And this is important because many COVID patients also have myocarditis and hypotension. Hypercapnia is an important component of acute respiratory failure. Hypercapnia results from a primary drop in minute ventilation due to decreased ventilatory drive, decreased strength or increased resistive or elastic load. Or hypercapnia can result due to the failure to achieve a proportionate increase in minute ventilation in the presence of an increased carbon dioxide production due to increased metabolism, for example, from fever or hypothyroidism. Or hypercapnia can occur due to increased dead space ventilation, for example, in pulmonary embolism. Hypercapnia due to decreased Neuromuscular strength may be seen in amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, Guillain-Barre syndrome, critical illness, myopathy or neuropathy, severe malnutrition, and significant electrolyte abnormalities. A hypercapnia can occur due to impaired respiratory drive, for example in drug overdose, hypothyroidism, obesity hypoventilation syndrome, and brainstem lesions. Hypercapnia can occur with normal carbon dioxide production in overfeeding, hyperthyroidism, fever, sepsis, and shivering. The next important cause for hypercapnia is impaired chest wall compliance, for example, in morbid obesity, large ascites or abdominal distension, and large pneumothorax. Impaired lung compliance is another important cause of hypercapnia, and is seen in pulmonary edema, pneumonia, ARDS, and finally, hypercapnia can occur due to upper or lower airway resistance or obstruction, for example, in bronchospasm, epiglottitis, and increased secretions. This is in a nutshell, acute respiratory failure. The next podcast will be discussing mechanical ventilation because we all need will need to know about ventilators in this COVID-19 epidemic. 
This podcast is derived from an outstanding chapter titled Critical Care in Balaga's Textbook of Internal Medicine available at www.mastermedfacts.com. The chapter is authored by Dr. Shaika Honeden MD, who is a faculty pulmonologist and critical care specialist at Yale University School of Medicine. And senior author is Dr. Mark David Sigel MD, who is professor of internal medicine, critical care specialist, pulmonologist and director of the traditional internal medicine residency pathway at Yale University. In summary, the alveolar arterial gradient can further characterize the severity of hypoxemia and can be helpful in differentiating between the different mechanistic cause of hypoxemia. Point number two, the five key mechanisms for hypoxemia are alveolar hyperventilation, low partial pressure of inspired oxygen, ventilation perfusion mismatch, right to left shunt, and diffusion limitation. The first two causes preserve a normal alveolar arterial gradient. Point number three, hypercapnia results from disease states that cause A, a drop in minute ventilation, B, a failure to achieve a proportionate increase in minute ventilation as carbon dioxide production is increased, or C, an increase in dead space ventilation.